Today's daf is daf Membez. We are holding at the top of Membez Amud Aleph. Hamudra Hano Mechaveiro. Someone is a subject of a neder that he is not allowed to receive benefits. So let's say the case is that Shimon is not allowed to receive benefit from Ruvain. Alright? Now, we're going to learn this Mishnah the way the Ran sets it up, which is the Maskana. There are going to be, in the Havamin, there's going to be two ways of understanding the Mishnah over here. Let me just set it up for you outside so we get it clear. The case is going to be like this. Let's say Shimon is now, there was a neder made, Ruben made a neder, that Shimon is not allowed to get any benefit from him. Okay? So now, let's say it's before Shvius the neder is made. So there's no question, Shimon is, that neder pre, uh, pre, uh, precludes Shimon from entering Ruvain's field. We already learned way back, Lamed Vav, is that Drisa Seregel, just to go into somebody's field, shortcut, whatever it is you're not allowed to do, if you're not allowed to get benefit from his assets. And for sure the payroll, he's not allowed to get benefit from uh, from Ruvain, because Ruvain's assets are also the payrolls and the fields are both also to Shimon from entering. The Shiloh is that now, this was done a year before Shemitah. Now, the Shemitah year begins. Now, during the Shemitah year, payrolls are no longer the jurisdiction of Ruvain. He doesn't own those. Those payrolls become Hefker. So the question is, does the neder that Ruvain made still carry on over into the Shemitah year. Because you could argue is that that now that they're Hefker, you can't answer something that you don't own on someone else. Or the argument, and we had this sugya earlier, or the argument could be it's true. I cannot go over to you and say your things are also to you. But if the, at the time I made the netter, they originated, they were under my jurisdiction, maybe it does carry over even to the point where they're no longer in my jurisdiction, right? So that's going to be an issue that has to be discussed over here. And then the question is, so therefore, if it was made before Shemitah, how does it impact on during the Shemitah for two aspects? One is the Gabe the Peros, and number two, the Gabe the field. Now, this is also important to know, this is going to be the Maskana, is that the truth is, Shemitah doesn't say your field is Hefker. Shemitah just says the produce is Hefker. I mean, if a squatter wants to come and set up, uh, it's a Shemitah year, I'm going to set up my tent. And I'm gonna, you can't do that. The, uh, the only thing you could argue, which the one's going to make that argument at the end of today's doubt, is it's true that the field does not belong now to, it doesn't Hefker, but access to the payrolls, if it has to go through the field, that is now given the rights taken away from the owner. You can't put a fence up to stop somebody from crossing in if he needs to get the payers. That does become the rights of the, uh, the, 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 the person who wants to get the payers. And that's going to have to be an issue that's discussed. Now let's see, let's read this again carefully inside. Again, Shimon has become the subject of a neder that he is uh, not allowed to get any benefit from Reuven. Now, this neder was put in place a year before the Shemitah kicked in. Now that's partial. The, the, the year before Shemitah's kicked in, no question, Ru, Shimon is not allowed to enter into Ruvain's field. And not only that, even if there's Beiros, fruit trees on the boundary that you don't have to go into the field, you just say they're hanging over. It's still Beiros that belong to 
uh, Ruvain, and therefore Shimon will not be allowed to take it. Again, this is talking about before the Shemitah. So that is Parshat. Now, Ubashvias. This is the critical piece over here. What does it mean here, Ubashvias? The Maskana the Gemara is going to say is, it means, and if the nether was made on the Shemit, in the Shemitah year, means it's a separate case. By the words Ubashvias now begins case number two. Case number one was, if the nether was made before Shemitah. And the halacha of case number one applies not only for the year before Shemitah, but it carries over even into the year of Shemitah, which clearly, that if you read that, that means that the nedr you made is effective even once the, you've lost jurisdiction of the peros, the nedr is still binding. And therefore, the second part of Yehobashviyas means, but if you made the nedr on Shemitah, now obviously you can only make a nedr to answer something on someone, if what? If you're in control of the item. So therefore, on the Shemitah, if you made the nedr, it might be true that person is not able to enter the field, right? We'll talk about what about to get the bearers, but, but the field, you still retain jurisdiction over your field. So therefore, it can work. You can make a net on Shemitah to stop somebody arbitrarily entering your field. Take out the word tears. But you, but, but that, but your nether is not effective to stop him from eating the payros. So if there's payros hanging over, your, your nether could not affect those payros. Why? Because since you made the nether on Shemitah, they were no longer yours to Asr, and therefore Shimon would be allowed to eat those payros if they're hanging over, and he doesn't have to enter the field in order to get them. But now, the way we're reading this Mishnah, this Two cases over here. There's case number one that goes to the, fir- the first two lines. That if you made the nether before Shemitah, it's binding. It's binding not only for before Shemitah, but it's also binding for during Shemitah. Because once you asserted it and it was in your jurisdiction, it carries over into a point where it's no longer in your jurisdiction. And then starting from the third line is a separate case. Ubashvias is not a continuation of the first case, but it's talking about it's a new case. And if you made the nether during Shvias, then what's the case, what's the halacha? And he can have the fruit if he can reach it, but he can't get onto the property. That's right. That's what we. What's that? No, the first one actually is telling you the opposite because the first one's telling me is that the nether is binding both for the fruit and for the, the, the entry because since you did it at a time when it was in your jurisdiction, it carries over. Now we're going to see that's the maskana how to read it because there's going to be another way how to read this Mishnah that it's really all one case and it's not two separate cases about a guy making a nether before Shemitah and then a guy making the nether on Shemitah. It's only discussing a guy who makes a nether before Shemitah and we will get to that. That's going to be a Havamina of the Gemara. Now, let's just finish off. The second part of the Mishnah talks about Nader Hemena Michael. Let's say the nether was explicit that you're only including in the nether food-related items. We talked about this also before. But the nether was basically food or food-associated items. That was the nether. So therefore, and it's before Lifnei Shviyas, even though it's made before Shviyas, that the Lechora, Yorosav Sadeh, that doesn't stop the person now from Drisa Saregel. He's allowed to walk through your field because the walking through the field is not a direct food-related item. So therefore, the nether doesn't stop him from being able to walk into the field. If you're letting other people take shortcuts through your field, there's no reason to exclude this guy from walking in. Or at any point, you can give him permission to walk in. It does not violate the nether. 
But ain't achman apeiros. But obviously, eating the peiros themselves is directly a food-related item, which means that that would be included in the neder. Ubashvius. However, if the neder was made on the shemitah, and you're, you said that all you're only including food-related items. In this case, concerning the fruit of the field, it's not binding. Why is it not binding? Because since you made the neder on Shemitah, therefore what? The, it's not it's not yours to stop him from doing, and it's only food related. Therefore, there's no problem with him also going into the field. So then, it would not affect not the fruit of the field and not the access to the field either. So Yored for Ochel can go into the field and he could also eat from the fruit without any problem. But now let's focus on the first part of this Mishnah. So Rav and Shmuel to Amr Travaya. Rav and Shmuel are both of the opinion. Now what the right girsa over here is subject to much discussion. We're going to follow the opinion of the Ran, the way the Ran learns it. But the Bach has a different girsa over here. The Gersa of the Ran is that he, he, he said, Nechsai Elu. That Nechsai usually means mine, my, uh, my, uh, nechasi, my assets, the, and Elu means these. That's why there's a little bit of a problem over here, because is it, are you saying my assets, or are you saying these assets? But the Ran learns that when you say Nechsai Elu, these assets of mine. Right, that's how the Ran reads it. The Bach changes it completely, takes out the word, uh, it, uh, the Ran changes it to, uh, he takes out the Elu, the Bach is the Hagasa Bach, the Bayas Kharash on the side. He, the Aleph, where you see that little Aleph, he makes it, he says, uh, oh, the, 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 the Girsa he has over here is the Nichsoi Alayich, my Nechosim, he takes out the word Elu. That's how the, the Bach reads it. But we'll see, it makes a difference for the Gemara later on. But the point is, they, uh, that, that the case on the Mishnah, that where Rabbi Shmuel explained the Mishnah, the person said, these assets of mine are osir alayich, are osir on you. Now, lifnei shviyas, if he made it before the Shemitah, like our case, we look, the year before the Shemitah, that includes both access to the field, that's binding, the guy's not allowed to go into your field, because you said your assets are also to him, and not only that, even if he stands outside your field, he would not be allowed to pick from the trees that are leading over, because it's still considered your fruit, and therefore, he can't have access, and he can't eat the fruit. Now, and this is binding even though what? Even carrying on into Shviyas. Meaning that the nether was made before the Shemitah, the, the restrictions continue into the... Even though that's a, that's a big Kiddush. Because why? Because even though once Shemitah has come, you no longer have jurisdiction over the fruit, doesn't matter. But once it has kicked in, the netter has kicked in, Rav and Shmuel are both saying shot in the Mishnah, that that would continue on, that it's like, that's a, the, the Ran gives a swara, it's like hectish, that it doesn't go away, third party, or that, that you have the ability restricted once, that as long as you had it in your control, you can restrict it for after your control as well. Now, the im b'shviyas nadar. See, this is the way we learned the Mishnah. But when it says uba shviyas means, but if you made the nether when shviyas already started, if you made the nether when shviyas already started, 
and Yodos of Sadeu, you still have jurisdiction on your land, even though it's Shemitah, you have jurisdiction on your land, which means that you have the ability to restrict uh, Shimon from trespassing, from coming into your land. However, Shimon is allowed to eat. If he can get to the fruit without having to access the land, he'd be allowed to eat from those fruit. Why? Because your neder cannot prohibit him on the fruit. Because since it's Shemitah, you no longer, it's not longer, you no longer your fruit to answer on him. And then you can go ahead and do it. So the way Rav and Shmuel explain the Mishnah, the way we explain the Mishnah is that there's actually two different scenarios happening in our Mishnah. We're talking about scenario one is you made the Shvua before Shvua, you made the Neder, not the Shvua, you made the Neder before Shemitah. You made it before Shemitah, that Neder is binding, even carrying on into the Shemitah. And then the third line, it says, Uba Shvius, and if it's on Shvius, if you made the Neder on Shvius, then it does not affect the Peiris, because you cannot ask the Peiris on him, because you do not own the Peiris. But it's so much when you made the Neder on Shvius, made that before Shvius, then carrying on into Shvius, then the Peiris will be also on him. That is the way Rav and Shmuel understood the Mishnah. Now, in the Havamina now, the Gemara assumes of Yochanan and Shlokish are disagreeing with the interpretation of the Mishnah. And according to Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, what they are learning is that when it says in the third line, Vishviyas, it's still referring to the first case. We're talking about a case where the guy made the neder before Shemitah. It actually answers up to the Shemitah. But once Shviyas kicks in, not that you made a new neder, but if it goes into the Shviyas, then what? Then at that point, you know, the neder no longer has efficacy because even though you had a right to do it at the time you did it, but once it becomes a third party item, that the, the neder no longer has efficacy. That's the way the more assumes right now what Robin, what Yochanan and Meshwakish are doing, which is giving a noob shot in our Mishnah. Right? So therefore like this. So if Yechem Eshlokish, the Amit Shavai, and Nechza Alayich, if the person said, Mayna Chosim Ha'asr on you. Now the wording is very important. They said, Mayna Chosim Ha'asr on you. There's two ways you can make the net. You could say, Mayna Nechosim Ha'asr on you. Or you could say, These Nechosim Ha'asr on you. But the Girsa we have here, Rabbi Yechem Eshlokish is saying, Mayna Chosim Ha'asr on you. He said, Mayna Chosim Ha'asr on you. Lifnei Shviyas. And you did it a year before Shviyas. And Yodos of Sadeo, it's true. To, for, for that year, that person, Shimon, is not going to be able to enter into the field. No, it's not the same as Robin Shmuel. And he's not able to eat from that, what hangs over the side. But he Shviyas, but once Shemitah comes in, once there's a Shemitah, then what happens? Even though you made the Nedr when you have jurisdictional rights, but now comes the Shemitah, then it's true. The nether still ha- is binding concerning access because the field still remains yours even though Shemitah has, has begun. But Shimon now would be allowed to eat from the fruit hanging over the side of the field because why? Because once the Shemitah begins... Your uh, jurisdictional rights are removed from those fruits, and therefore the nether is no longer binding. Didn't we say that at the end of the mission, though? No, the end of the mission was talking about when you made a new nether. Oh, on a, oh, here we're not going to make a new nether. Right. So therefore, so it comes out, the way we're understanding right now, there's two completely different ways of understanding our Mishnah. Now we, so we're, and, and, and they're not the same. They're actually very different. Because the first, Rav and Shmuel are learning that when the Mishnah said, Uba Shviyas, 
that it's not binding on the fruit anymore. He's not talking about the same nether you made before. It's made, you made a new nether. If you made a new nether when? If you made a new nether on Shviyas, that's not going to be effective on the fruit. But the original nether that you make, or it's by the it's not the, it's the same guy, but case A, case A, who the guy made the nether before Shemitah, is still binding on the fruit, even though the Shemitah has begun. It's only if you made it lechatchila on the Shemitah is it not binding on the. And according to Yochanan Shlokish, no. Even at all one case, uba shvis. Not if you made the neder on shvis. It's continuing on. The neder you made before shvis. It's the same case. That once it hits Shemitah, the neder no longer is effective. What's that? Field you're allowed to... The, no, field you cannot walk into. Because field still belongs to the guy even on Shemitah, so therefore the nether is effective legabe the field as well. That you cannot do because the guy has rights over the field even during the Shemitah. We'll discuss exactly what those rights are. But anyway, so that's the way the Gemara understands assumes right now that there is a machlokas Rab Yochanan and Rishlokish against Rav and Shmuel and it is hinges on how to understand Pshat in our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, if you learn that's the machlokas, it must be that they're arguing about the following thing. They're arguing about conceptually, what are they arguing about? That Rav and Shmuel hold that a person has the capacity to make a neder, to restrict an item from someone else, even once that item has left his domain. It's gone to a third party. I can answer my item on you, even if I've gifted or sell it to a third party, it still is usher on the original person who I made the nether to. Reuben and Shimon and Levi. So I made this, my, I said this is usher, this item is usher to you. And what happens is, I then gift it to Levi. It still remains also to you. Even though in Levi's hands, it's no longer mine, but the nether is still attached to it, and Shimon would not not benefit from it, even if he wants to take it from it. Gifting, not selling. Selling, whatever. Selling, gifting. Yes, the nether is still, it carries forward. forward. That would be, and that's why Robin Shmuel say, that the Mishnah, where it's talking about Shmuel, it only doesn't affect the payers if you made it on Shemitah. But if you made it before Shemitah, Carry it, it carries forward, even though in Shemitah, a hefker, you no longer own it, it carries forward and it remains on the payrolls. That would be the position of Rav and Shmuel. What the position of Rav Yachim and they disagree with that. They hold that if a Shviyas is really part of the first case, on Shviyas, the payrolls are no longer usher. Why are they no longer usher? Because once it goes into a third party's hands, once it's no longer in my jurisdiction, then I no longer have the ability to bind it with my original nether, and therefore the guy is allowed to benefit from it. The land is still in my jurisdiction, but the payrolls are no longer, and therefore the guy can eat the payrolls if they're hanging over the side of the field. That, the more assumes now, is the machloy. A person does not have the ability to make a nether carry forth if it is no longer, if the item is no longer in its jurisdiction. But as long as it's in its jurisdiction, you can do it. But if it's not in its jurisdiction anymore, even though you made the nether while it was in your jurisdiction, at that point, you can't answer something that is not yours on someone else. That would be the theme that Morris says, that would be a tight way of understanding and, and really it comes out, how do you understand that third line of the Mishnah? Is that a new case? Or is that an extension of the original case? That would be then the Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan and Eshlokish. So therefore, Fine. 
Is this a logical assumption? Is it logical to assume that that is what Rav Yochanan and Rav and Shmuel argue with Rav Yochanan Shlokish? Is it logical? The question the Gemara says that is there an opinion here that both the opinions over here, which are these four Amoroyim, is there any of these opinions that could hold that ain Adam that you do not have the capacity to carry forth? That you cannot make something usher when it goes into a new jurisdiction. Is there really an opinion that holds that over here? Because when it leaves your reshus, when it says like this, who is the opinion that we want to say holds that? Who is the opinion that says that you cannot, you cannot, of Yochanan Shlokish? We're trying to say that Yochanan Shlokish holds that once, that you can make the nether while you have it. But if you no longer have it, you do not have the ability to create a restriction that will stay with it if it's no longer in your jurisdiction. That's what we're trying to say. Says the Gemara, is that really the position of Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish? Now let me pose something to you guys because then you'll understand. What case shows more clearly that I can only make a nedr on something while it's in my jurisdiction? but I cannot make the nether continue on when it leaves my jurisdiction. If I use what verbiage? Which one makes, which one shows the, the, one second, which one, if, if I say that my possessions are usher on you, or I say these possessions are usher on you, which one would show that, that, um, that, it, that it, 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 it's, it's, you do not have an ability to make it continue on to the next guy. These. Because mine, I understand why it's not also when it goes into a third party, because I specifically said, my possession, when it's no longer mine, the net is no longer binding. That was built in. But if I say these possession, you could argue these means even if it carries over. So therefore, if Rabbi Yochanan is really maintained that you do not have the ability to also, when something is no longer in jurisdiction, that's the way they understand the Mishnah, then they should say the case of the Mishnah is not talking about a case of mine, it's about a case of these. Why is it that Rabbi Yochanan Lokish posed the shot in the Mishnah, why did they say it's about a case of mine, Nechosim, Nechosai, it should have said the case is Nechosim Elu. That's the Gemara's question, okay? So says the Gemara like this. So, Im Kane, if so, Niflagu, Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish should argue with Rav and Shmuel in the case of Nechosim Elu. And if in the case of Nechosim Elu it doesn't carry over into the Shemitah, your Koshakainu for sure it would not carry over in the case of what? But Nechosai, where it's mine. So that's in Svara, that's a very difficult question. Is that if Shat and Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish, if they want to disagree with Rav and Shmuel, and they want to say, no, you guys held that a nether you made before Shmuel carries on into Shemitah, we hold it cannot be, because you cannot carry over into another jurisdiction your nether, then why are they talking about a case where you said, my Nechosim, they should be talking about a case where you said, these Nechosim, and that shows they hold it cannot carry over. Question number one. Right? Vesu, and furthermore, question number two on the pshat that we just gave, Fahat Nan, we learned in the following Mishnah, This is a question on understanding, uh, again, what we just said in Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish, that it cannot carry over. We're going to show from a Mishnah, again, remember, Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish were Amoroyim, they cannot argue with an explicit, explicit Mishnah. We're going to show you a Mishnah that shows that when you make a neder, even when it carries over and it's no longer in your jurisdiction, 
it still is binding, which therefore would say you can't, Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish cannot hold of that. Where do we learn this? The case over here is talking about a case where a person said to his son, Konim, I make a neder, to you like a korban, that you're not allowed means that anything to you like a carbon from what you'll benefit from me. So basically, a guy made a neder he said you cannot benefit from me. Now what happens is the guy dies. Now what happens when you die, when a person dies, he loses ownership. It's no longer his possession. Question is, so what happens? It goes to his son because his son now inherits him. Is his son allowed to use those nechosim or not allowed to use those nechosim, right? What does it say over there? The was to his son. What's that? The netter was to the son, right? Mace, if he dies, Yersheno, the son inherits him and not only that inherits him, he's allowed to use the nechosim. Why is he allowed to use the nechosim? Because the first case was, he said, you cannot benefit from my nechosim. So now, when he dies, it's no longer his. So he's no longer his and the son is allowed to benefit because not viewed as benefiting from the nechassim of the father. The Torah has already made it the nechassim of the son. It's not considered nechassim. Fine. But what if the father was explicit and he said, Bechayav uvamaisai. He said, the case, the more assumes like it's a case of these. He said, that these nechassim are also to you, dead or alive. Okay, you're not going to get a cent. You're not going to be able to use my nechassim, dead or alive. What's the halacha? Now let's stop right here. According to what we just said in Rabbi Yochanan Lakish, you do not have an ability to impose a neder when it's no longer in your jurisdiction, right? So it should come out over here is the son's allowed to inherit and use it. Now, the Ran said the Girsi is a little bit uh, not clear not clear because the son for sure inherits. The Torah says the son inherits. The only question is, is he allowed to use the inheritance? So anyway, it says over here... He makes, when the father dies in this case, lo yurasheno. He doesn't inherit. And the Ron says, not that he doesn't inherit, he does inherit, but he's not allowed to use it. But what do you see? You see that a person does have the capacity to impose a neder, and, and, and that neder continues on, even to a point where he's no longer in his jurisdiction. Which this poses a question to the, what we said in Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish. Because the way we said, the reason Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish explained the case of our Mishnah, that it's all one case, and by Shemitah, that, that the neder falls off, is because you don't have a capacity to make a neder that, that goes beyond when it's your jurisdiction. Clearly we see over here that what? You could. How do we see that? Because when you said that this is not, you cannot benefit from this Yerusha, dead or alive, so then it doesn't, that, 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 even after he no longer has possession, it still applies. That's the worst question. So Gwana says that this second question is not such a strong question. We can get out of this one. Because like this, now what the Gwana really is doing now is reframing the position of Rabbi Yochan and Shlokish. Rabbi Yochan and Rishlokish, the Gwana is saying like this, it's not that they hold that it's beyond the ability of a person. You can make a neder that carries forward when it's no longer in jurisdiction if you articulate it specifically, like in this case. Because what did the father say? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Rabbi Yochanan and Reish will agree you can go ahead and do it. What they disagree with Rabbi Yochanan, with, with, with Rabbi and Shmuel is if a person just said, these assets are also to you, and he did not specify even in a third party's hands, do we say, well, the fact that he said these assets, what does that imply? That even if they're no longer mine, or do we say, no, these assets means 
while they are mine. But if they go into a third party, that's what you could say. Therefore, you could make a distinction now that the pshat in Rabbi is not that a person has the uh, does not have the ability to impose a neder while it's in a third uh, when it transfers to a third party. They do, but Rabbi Yochanan could hold. In order for that to happen, what do you have to do? You have to articulate that is your intent specifically. But if you just said these assets are yeah, asser, these assets that are mine. what's that? Then we will interpret it as being saying as these assets while they are mine and then they don't transfer over. So therefore that's the most So the second question from the Mishnah we don't have. But the most but the first question is still a big question. If that's Shatner of Yorkanish why did they talk about a case where the guy said my assets? They really should have been talking about a case when it says these assets, and the Chiddush is that even though you said these assets, by Shlita it goes away. That should have been what they said, and that's not what they said. So it's hard to hear that that is the position of Reuchanan and Reishalakish. Let's see it inside. Sigmar says like this. Sigmar says that... Sigmar says, Shani Hakha, that the case of the Mishnah could be interpreted that it's not a question. To because here you specified specifically that you want the neder to transfer into a situation where you no longer have jurisdiction. Because you said right. But if you just say these assets, it could be that's where Rabbi Yochanan's lock is hold. It doesn't transfer over when it goes into a third party hand, which is why in the case of Shemitah, that the neder will fall away on the payrolls. Become a kumkasha, but nevertheless, the first question is still a good question. What was the first question? If that's talking of Shatra of Yechonan and what case should they have framed the Mishnah? Not talking about a case where you said, my assets, they should have just said the case is talking about even when you said, these assets, it doesn't carry over, right? So Ella says tomorrow now, tomorrow is going to try again. And we're trying to still reframe, but staying within our original understanding. There is a machlokus here between Rabbi Yochanan and Shlokish and Rav and Shmuel, how to understand our Mishnah. Is the Mishnah one long case, and that the neder falls off once Shemitah comes along? Or is the neder doesn't fall off, and, it, and it's two separate cases? The reason the second half of the Mishnah, the neder is not binding, because you made it on Shemitah. That, that we're still sticking with, but now what's going to be the machlokus? So Ella said it more like this, Menachosim Eilu, if you said these assets, if you specifically said these assets, everyone's going to agree. The fact that you said these assets and you did not say my assets, what does that imply? Continue, Continue afterwards. And there's no argument on that. Even Rabbi Yochanan and will agree that when you say these assets, it carries on into the Shemitah. The reason there's a machlokus in our Mishnah, because in our Mishnah we're talking about a case where you said my assets. And the question is, what do you mean by my assets? When you said my assets, Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish say mine means that as long as it's mine, comes a Shemitah, they're not mine. Therefore, the letter would fall off. And that's Robert the second one. Robert Schmuel said that even when you say mine, that just identify my assets are also to you. But uh, what, you know what they're also? They're also forever on you, even when they're no longer mine. That's how Robert Schmuel understands. Therefore, they cannot have the mission. It's not mine in the possession. Correct. That's why the Mishnah, when it says, Ubashvis, the payers fall away, cannot be talking about one case. That has to be a new case. That if you made the nether on Shemitah, you don't have a jurisdictional right to us or the payers. That's why they learn. But the argument is not in the case of these. The argument is in the case of mine. So the Rabbi Shmuel is saying, these that are mine. Well, that's the way, that's the way the, the, the Ron understood that. But right, right now, the, the thrust is that when you say mine, 
it still would carry on till the next to the next jurisdiction. Makes a minor these doesn't matter. Unsmeeter makes no difference. These mine you don't have you don't they're not yours anymore. So you can't do either way. It doesn't work. You can't ask for something you no longer own. Someone says like this. Someone says like this. Therefore, Elam and Achasim Eilu these Nechasim Kula Amalu Pligi. There's no argument between Rav and Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish that what that he said these assets everybody agrees that you can ask for something that. That it continues on. The reason why Yochanan and Shlaki spoke about these uh, uh, my assets because that's where the machlokas is in a case of my assets. Keep ligiv and nichsoi with my assets. Rabbis Musavri makes no difference. Whether it's these assets or my assets, Adam Eiser, a person has the ability to transfer over, which is why they have to learn it's a new case when the payers are no binding. It's talking about when you made it on Shemitah, before Shemitah it would be binding. That's a Girsiha. These Nechosim, you say Adam Eiser, a person, Asers continue on. But Nechsoi, but when you said my assets, what's the din of my assets? My assets means as long as they're mine. But if they're no longer mine, it continue, it goes to another jurisdiction, then the nether would fall off. It's not, it's not binding in that case. And Adam Eiser would not Aser. Frank Digmar like this. This also is going to be difficult. Because now you're telling me like this. You're saying these assets, everyone agrees, it continues on. My assets, Robin Shmuel hold that my assets, there's no difference between what? My assets and these assets. That's what you're telling me. The says, but clearly we have a mission that shows that that's not correct. There clearly is a difference. Says more like this. Can there be any opinion that holds that there's no difference between these assets and my assets? Can there be such? In other words, someone does find a distinction. One case. Meaning we're going to show from Mishnah that not show that, that that there is clearly a difference. You can't say there's no. Yeah, and you're telling me that Trot and Robin's call there's no difference. Right? Perhaps none, we learned like this. Now the case over here actually is talking about not from the Madir making it on the nodes, or not Ruvain making the nodes on Shimon, but it's actually Shimon making himself usher in Ruvain. The Ran says it's a call Shekane. Think about it for a moment. But the idea is going to be the same. It says like this, Omer lechaveiroi. If a person, Shimon said to Ruvain, Konam l'seich beischa shani nichnas, sodcha shani lokeach. I make your assets to me, your assets are ushered to me like a carbon that I can't enter into a house, right? I'm not allowed to buy anything from you. Now, he said your, there he said, your assets are ushered to me. Now, what happens if Ruvain dies and now they're no longer Ruvain? They belong to his son Levi. Or Ruvain sold them and they no longer belong to, right? The Chorus, didn't you say yours? So, Meis, Mutter. It's permissible. Now, now, you should be able to use it. That's really the only number of the because you said mine, you're yours, you, you gave an ouch and But this is a kasha because according to Rav and Shmuel, we said that even when you give a possession, you make a possession, it still would transfer over. That, that's the kasha over here. But the by Zeb, when the guy said, not yours, he said this house, is also not your house is also to me. He said this house shani nichna so does zu shani lokea mezer shemach v'la'achar aser because then it does carry over. Clearly, you see the gist of this mishnah. There's a difference when you say mine or you say these or yours or these. So the choro are back to square one over here. Then what could be the machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan? And Reish Lakish, everyone has to hold when you say these, it carries over. Everyone has to hold when you say mine, it doesn't carry over. So what's the, uh, why are they arguing about how to understand our Mishnah? How could, the, what, what is the Machlokish? So what the Mora is going to say now, complete 
reframing of the entire uh, Gemara, is that actually Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish were not coming to argue with Reish Lakish, I mean with Rav and Shmuel. What they were basically saying, they were saying, they were trying to make sure people don't make a mistake in understanding the Mishnah. Rav and Shmuel understood the Mishnah is talking about where the guy said, the person said, these. Now, the Ron learned the Chiddush as he said, these assets of mine. But the fact that he used Nechosai Elu, the fact that at the end he said the word these, it has the din of these. Now, since it has the din of these, therefore what? And that's why they had to learn that when it said the third line, and on Shemitah you could use it, it's talking about specifically when you made the nether on Shemitah. It can't be talking about a carryover from before, because in carryover, well, it would still be usher, even though, right, that, and that's what Robin Shmuel learned. The is that it was made on Shemitah. But on Shemitah, that's when it falls off, and not if it was made before. Shlaki. Come along, Rabbi Yochanan and say is, Keep in mind, yes, that is the right shot in the Mishnah. Because if we were talking about a case where he said, my assets, then what would the halacha be? Come Shemitah. Can't, can't use it. Can't use it. Right? Use it. Use it. Come, I say, I say, Ira, my payers are also to you. Well, my payers. Right, come Shemitah. Then anyone will be able to use it. And so therefore, what Yosem and Rolakish are doing, they're not saying they're this clarifying. is a new, they're not saying this is Pshat the Mishnah. They don't disagree with what Rob and Shmuel right. are saying Pshat the Mishnah. But they're saying is it's only because you said the word Elu is that Pshat the Mishnah. If you would have just said mine, oh, then yeah. the nether would have continued on, then, I'm sorry, then the nether would not have continued on into the case of Shemitah. So it comes out, there's only one way to learn the Mishnah. Bashviz means you made a neder on Shemitah. That we're not taken away from. That only if you made the neder on Shemitah do the payers not become... But the case... The, 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 but the, and, and the reason why Rav and Shmuel learned that, because they learned, Taka, that when you made the neder before, it does carry over. On that clarifier of Yerukhan Rishwakish, you know why it carries over? It's because you said these assets. But if you would have said... My assets, then what are the halacha be? Then in such a case, it would not have carried over because once Shemitah comes, it changes jurisdiction. Once it changes jurisdiction, there's no longer my asset. I can't answer my asset on you. Clear? Okay, so the first part, if you say these, the Mishnah is saying if you say these, these therefore it carries over it into the Shemitah. And that's why when it says when you, about Shviyas, on Shviyas, it becomes it's mutter. It doesn't mean that it carries over, becomes mutter. It means you made the nether on Shviyas. That's why it's mutter, because you don't have a right to do it. But before Shemitah, it would carry over. On that, come along with the earth and the shlokis, it's only because you said these. Right. But if you would have said mine, then it, would not carry it cannot carry over, because it's no longer mine once Shemitah comes to it. There's no argument. They all agree with no, that. They're, 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 they're all good. No argument. Right. right. Now, so that's the one that says, like this, Ella, ki amri rabi rabi yochan rishlokish are talking about nechsoi. It's a clarification of it's my asset. Rabi shmuel with nechosim elu. They're talking about, in the Mishnah's talking about a case where it was nechosim elu, according to Ram, the Gisra, even though you say nechsoi, Elu, but you had the word Elu associated with it, which is why it would carry over. The only time it doesn't carry over, you only said it's my assets, and that's what Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish will play again. There's no argument here. Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish, Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish are actually just clarifying how to understand the Mishnah. It can only be talking about a case where you said my assets, not when you said, it's only talking about a case where you said these assets, not when you said a case of my assets. Now, the Gemara now is going to address a point that we talked about in the Mishnah. The case we said was like this, okay? Well, Robin Shmuel's understanding of the Mishnah, the guy said, on Shemitah, on Shemitah, he said, I make a neder 
offering my assets to you. Whether he said my assets, these assets, the bottom line is, it's no longer in his jurisdiction. So therefore, it's not in his jurisdiction. The guy's allowed to eat the payers. Now, which payers is he allowed to eat? The Mishnah said he's allowed to eat the ones that are hanging over the side. That implies that he's not allowed to eat the ones in side. the middle of the field. Why? Because it's my because it's my field. It's my field. So therefore, but one says one second. It might be your field, but the Torah made it hefker in terms of anybody's allowed to. It's true. You can't. I can't put a tent. In your field. But, but you get from my, so therefore I should be able, so why can't I eat the payros in the middle of the field too? I should be, as long as I go straight to that tree, pick the payros, and then go, I should be able to do so. Why am I not allowed to enter the field? Again, I can only answer what I control. It's true, it's your field. The guy, you can control, the guy can't put up a tent, but you can't stop the guy. The whole thing that she is, is you can take the fruit, but you can't just walk in there and plant a tree. No, plant a tree, I can't plant a tree, but I, and, and, but I, I can't pitch a tent. But, but, but if I want to go pull, if I want to go take the fruit... There should be a difference between the land and the produce of the land. Yeah, but even the produce of the land, you can only tell me that everybody can use the produce of the land if they have access to getting it. We tell me the only case, the only case of Shemitah was for the perimeter... No, no, that's not the Allah. The Allah is, it's, I'm allowed to take it. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, "Why is it that when you made the neder on shmita, the guy's allowed to eat from the fruit that's hanging over the perimeter? Why? Because it wasn't yours to answer. Because it's payrus that belong to Hefker. I can't answer Hefker payrus on you." Aranami Afkara, the land also Hashem made Hefker. Now the Ron explains, he didn't make it Hefker that you don't, the guy can put bulldozers in there and make a, ha- a building. No, he made it Hefker that I what? I have access. If I have access to why do I have to eat the stuff hanging over the side? Just to pass also? No. I have access to get to the fruit. Right. But I should, at least that I should be allowed to do. Right? He says it's talking about a case. It's a doichet. But he says the case must be talking about where all of the fruit trees were on the perimeter. So when all the no fruit trees are perimeter, there's no reason to go in. That's why it's also the doichet. You're right. But if the fruit were trees were in the middle, then, you'd be able, then you wouldn't be able to stop the guy from going and getting it. It wouldn't be in violation of the nether. Now, Rav Shemin and that's a very difficult shot. Right? Because to say that that's what the case is so much specifically, it's hard to hear. Rav Shemin we had yesterday. Rav Shemin said it's exayer. Technically, technically, you should be allowed to go in, get the payros, and go out. But we're afraid that people are going to dawdle. People are going to hang around. Now, once they start hanging around, then you violated the nether. We had this by the, no, Dikrocholim. We had this talking about it a little bit. Therefore, the rabbi said that if the person made a nether on Shemitah, that my assets are also to you, the payers, he cannot answer. Technically, he cannot answer the access to the field. But since we're afraid that the chances are they made exera, therefore the only payers we're going to allow you to take are oh, yeah. only the ones on the perimeter, not the ones that are in the middle. So says the one like this. And, uh, so that's the choice. Shemitah Yachim Amr exera. There is exera in place here. Shemitah Yeshav Amida. He might stand around and not take the payers right away and not leave right away and therefore to avoid a person violating the nether we only allowed him to take the payers from the perimeter not from the ones that are in the middle of the field gentlemen have a good day yeah. Listen.